Okay, hello there. I tried to do a live podcast and I guess my internet is so shitty. I'm not bitching about it. It's just, I mean, I could just switch to another one. I don't know what it is about. I hate to say AT&T, but it had the, they had the crappiest internet down here. I've been paying for it for years and taking it. I, It's my fault. It's my fault. I'll leave it at that. Uh, hi, everyone. This is Jim the Keys Bartender coming to you from Key Largo. Once again, another chilly day for us down here. Um, wake up and it's 50 degrees outside. That's That's pretty chilly for down here. That's a lot of dormant or comatose iguanas. We give it five iguana, five upside down iguanas for this. And it seems like the chickens are uh, out doing a lot of activity today. So um, there's chickens all over the place down here. We're like a third world country when it comes to chickens in the Keys. Uh, That was the first time I was down here. I went to a bank and I... I guess where I lived, between where I lived and went to the bank, which was less than a mile, I I hadn't seen any wild chickens. And I was walking into the bank and I heard some clucking going on. I looked in there and there's a chicken. And I told, I went inside and told the people, the teller, I said, hey, listen, do you know there's a chicken outside? And they just looked at me like, what's fucking crazy? Of course there's chickens outside. That's where, what do you want? I'm inside. So it's like people freaking out when you see the um, lizards around. You're not going to see lizards in this weather right here. They're just out. They are out cold. You know, cold-blooded creatures. They just go dormant when it's chilly. And um, the iguanas uh, are one of them. And I guess with Alligators and crocodiles, we've got the same thing. So we've had, uh, uh, I mentioned that we're in season, but it seems to be, uh, the bar last night, we had a collection of people from Wisconsin. One fellow, Bruce, who's a regular at the catch restaurant, he's sitting there. And Bruce, all that Bruce does is, uh, ask trivia questions about Brett Favre, about the Packers, about the Eagles, the Philadelphia Eagles, not the Eagles, the band. Uh, not a lot of other, it was a lot, a lot of football questions, not so many baseball questions, a lot of stuff about Wisconsin. And, you know, right now I don't have a lot of listeners from Wisconsin. Which, oh, well, you know, but there was a lot of people. The bar was over, I'd have to say, 60 to 70 percent Wisconsin natives last night. I don't know what it is about the beginning of February, right before the Super Bowl and right before Valentine's Day that brings out the people from Wisconsin, but they're all around. And... They sound a lot like people from Minnesota, only they're louder. Wisconsin people are very loud, and they tell you about 
whether you want to hear it or not, they tell you all about Wisconsin. And even if you're not trying to learn something, if they repeat it long enough, you 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 fucking learned it. So something about fish fries. Like, yeah, fish fries are all the fucking place. You know, any place you're near a lake or an ocean, there's fish fries. Well, I guess the fish fry is a big deal in Wisconsin. And uh, I said to him, I said, why, why, you didn't mention one thing about cheese. And I thought it was all about the cheese in Wisconsin. And they, they kept on talking about that. And the, the one guy I was talking to was, um, I guess it's kind of heresy, you guys from Wisconsin. He, uh, Bruce, Bruce isn't that loud. But the couple he was talking to, they were loud. And another couple that came in, they were about the same volume level. And then there was a third couple. So there was a total of seven seven people from Wisconsin at the bar last night. And it wasn't that busy. So we had maybe, there were definitely two, three, three people not from Wisconsin hanging out long term and seven people from Wisconsin and four of those people were louder than everyone else so I'm thinking one of the things Wisconsin they like fish fries I know about the cheese I know about the Packers uh, there was a couple that they lived down here for years they're from Green Bay but they're not loud Wisconsin people I guess one of the other things about Wisconsin, we sh- I should probably ask them next time. I should ask them if they have any hearing aid centers there because they are fucking loud. And everyone, there was a couple, one of our local, uh, local people were sitting in between the couple that were talking to each other. And they stayed there the whole, the whole time while they were having their um, appetizers and dinner. We have those little side tables next to the bar, encouraging social distancing, uh, and but not having everyone trying to do that. So we have a uh, we have that Wisconsin people in there and stuff like that. They're talking, jawing away and stuff like that. And I guess people are proud of where they're from. But it was funny. They they're so proud of Wisconsin, but they. Always talk about wanting to move out of Wisconsin. So, kind of defeats their argument about how great Wisconsin is. And unloading all the trivia about things. You ever hear about a uh, an ailment? I guess I don't know if it's called an ailment. It's part of a um, people that have autism. It's a mild form of autism called the Asperger syndrome. Asperger syndrome. Asperger syndrome. A-S-P-E-R-G-E-R syndrome. And it's a high-level functioning one. And it's when they say autism, they say on the spectrum. So it varies. You got people that are very um, severely autistic and people that are mildly autistic. So the people, Asperger's is a mild autism and I knew a friend of mine, oh, my, my brother had a friend over, a couple. They're now divorced. Uh, they had a young son who 
had Asperger's syndrome, and he would always talk about Spider-Man. He was just really into Spider-Man, whether you want to hear it or not. He says, you like Spider-Man? And you could say, uh, well, if you're an adult, someone says, you like Spider-Man, and you're a little kid, you should say, oh, I love Spider-Man. That's it. But when you tell that to the kid, he's going to lay into it about Spider-Man. And that's all you're going to hear. So one night while we're hanging out with my, it was my ex-wife, my brother, my sister-in-law, and these, this couple, and their kids were all the same, around the same age. They were like seven, eight uh, years old. Their, their child was seven or eight years old, and my niece was seven, eight years old, and they're all hanging out, playing, and stuff like that. Uh, it, had, it was within a year of our wedding, and my brother's friends weren't we weren't acquainted with him then so we got to know him after the wedding and there were for some reason Ted and Alice my brother and sister-in-law were talking about the wedding and said oh we have a videotape of it and they decided to put it on he said oh it was a beautiful wedding and a big old church and all this stuff so they put in the videotape and yeah videotape there's an old saying like who has I guess it's all DVDs or um it's a downloadable. They put in the videotape of the wedding and they start seeing it and they start seeing a wedding. And the child, the, the my brother's friend's child walks by, the one with Asperger's. And he flipped out. And I guess he shouldn't, I guess I should have taken it as a sign of things to come with the marriage. But he, he flipped out. He, he saw something wrong. And what he saw was wrong was that there was someone who was having a wedding and the only people that had a wedding were his parents. So that was one of the other things. Uh, but, the, the, you know, you, you got to be careful when people are serious about stuff. And I guess there's other things going on. You, you wonder, being on the spectrum, is that just a normal thing for way people are wired that they're, particularly interested in one subject and they don't sometimes they don't even take any signs or hints that you may not be inter interested in that subject like someone who likes baseball someone who likes golf someone who likes fishing and someone comes in and they like you and like to talk to you when you're at the bar and you say hey do you fish and they go no and they go what you don't fish and I go no no you know what why would like fit? It's like if you worked in a store, like an adult store, like the Lover's Boutique here in Key Largo, and someone walked in and go, you like dildos? And I'd say, no, I don't like dildos. What? You don't like dildos? You know, there's, oh, look at all these dildos here. And he goes, well, that's just the way it is. I don't like dildos, right? Um, how are people can't can't wrap their head around or, wrap their mind around or wrap their hands around considering dildos um, that someone may not be interested in what they're interested in such as Wisconsin or idle chit chat I've gone out with girls that would talk about their friends and go into minute details about things and I would just sit, sit and listen to it because, you know, I, w I, was, I was just biding my time. 
and a lot of the, you guys understand what I mean by biding your time. You bide your time with someone like this. You're pretending to be interested and fascinated by someone because you're attracted to them. And I hope if you bide enough, you know, do enough like that, you'll eventually get laid. You'll, there'll be some screwing going on. I can't. It's unimaginable to think about all the conversations every pe- people had to sit through just to get laid. So that happens quite a lot at the bar. Not just getting laid at the bar. I'm, I'm talking about listening to conversation. And I guess as I get older, I just said to people, and they said, look at that. The Woods guy Bruce said to me, said, look at that. We got 10 people in there and seven are from Wisconsin. Isn't that great? And I said, well, it also could be a sign. We got 10 people in bar and seven are from Wisconsin. That's probably the reason why we don't have 20 people in the bar. <laughs> no insult to Wisconsin. But just be careful. Just because you're all from this, like when you're a, a, a bunch, uh, among a bunch of Patriot fans. I mean, a guy last week was asking, he was watching the Tampa game. He said, why are you cheering for the, um, Tampa? You know, the it's Tampa. And I said, yeah, so what? Uh, we live, you know, 30, 40 miles from Miami. Why would we be cheering for Tampa? You know, that's an NFC team. And I told you, and they know I'm from Philadelphia, so why would I be cheering for them? And why would I? There's a lot of people that don't like Brady. I don't necessarily dislike Brady. I don't agree with his politics. Um, I, I admire his skill. I see, I can see that he is talented, but I, I don't have to cheer for him. No, you have to, just because the Yankees won a lot, doesn't mean you have to cheer for the Yankees or recently the Boston Red Sox. So be careful what you go into a place and just assume, not assume, hey, are you interested in this? And what do you talk about and talk about things? Talk about the general topic. Or just humor, you know. People come in and they. they uh, I I've been having the I I've decided recently just to shut the conversations down when people start talking politics, and people say, "Oh, we're just having a conversation for themselves." I said, "Well, I don't know if you realize, but you're broadcasting," and they go, "What do you mean broadcasting? You're loud, and people don't necessarily agree with you." You know, who doesn't agree with? I mean, who needs to agree with you, right? Who needs to agree with you? Just because you're assuming these people look like they're Christians, don't start spouting off stuff about Jesus. And what the fuck are you spouting off about Jesus when you're drinking at a bar? Oh, Jesus drank wine. He didn't drink. He didn't drink um, bourbon and beer like you did. I mean, he made done shots to Adam. Him and the apostles, he and the, and the apostles may have done shots at the Last Supper. We don't have any evidence of it. We don't have a copy. We don't have a copy of the receipt or the bill they got that night. And, you know, how many drinks they had. Right? So we, don't assume. Don't assume that people do that. It's, it's and you know, it, it is a, um, a maxim. 
an old adage, do not talk about religion or politics at the bar. Right? Stick to safe subjects. Talk about your family. Mention where you're from. But you don't have to give a lecture on where you're from. Leave it to uh, the bartender to lecture you. <laughs> no. No, I mean, oh my, oh my. And I, I, I may, once again, I may be a hypocrite, stuff like that, but I, I shut it down in order for peaceful coexistence at the, in, in the forum, which is the bar. Uh, at this point in the show, I'm going to do a pitch for the Catch Restaurant in Key Largo. We're at Mile Marker 102, Oceanside, open every day of the week, serving lunch and dinner. Find seafood and American specialties, non-seafood dishes. And if you're out on the water and you catch uh, some fish and get it, you can get it filleted by throwing the uh, one of the mates some dollars and you know send five ten bucks and get him to fillet that fish for you. And you can bring it in and have it prepared any way that you want, and they'll do it real nice for you. And also, you know, if, like I said, if you don't have a hankering for seafood, local seafood down here, they have plenty of other choices. And remember, from Monday to Friday, they have happy hour, 3.30 to 6.30 with specially, uh, special reduced drink prices and uh, happy hour food. So if you're in, in town, you're on your way down to Key West, or on your way back to the mainland, and you go past mile marker 102, Oceanside, stop at the catch. And say hello to Kathy Page and the gang. And tell them that the Keys bartender sent, uh, sent you. Okay, we're back. Well, one of the things that I run into down here recently is I've sold several vehicles down here. And the last couple vehicles I sold on social media, on Facebook. And it, they have a thing called Marketplace on Facebook. And you can put whatever you want. So whenever I'm getting rid of something, giving it away for free, I put it on Facebook. Uh, if it's something in particularly good set, you know, I, I sold uh, a nice bunk bed. But generally, a lot of things, most of the things I, I do on Marketplace is giving away things I no longer uh, need. Because I don't, I feel that it's important especially in a place like this, it was so expensive to live that if you can give it back to people, it's, it's great. But when it comes to a vehicle, uh, you know, I could, I reached almost the usable life of the vehicle I had before. I mean, I beat that sucker to the ground. Uh, it still has value in it. And I was checking on, on Kelly Blue Book and the low end says $1,100 and the high end says uh, about $2,800. Yes, yes, the, the vehicle. So so I put it in Facebook. I put a couple pictures. Uh, it has some issues with it. And I put that in it. So there's no surprises. And you put the money that you want for it and, you know, your, your asking price. And then you pick a region that you want to advertise. And I put it up to Homestead down the Marathon, right? So people that are kind of in the area, you know, within 30 miles. And so, because you can get enough people to look at it. 
stuff like that. So originally I asked one price, and I, um, I brought it down, brought it down, brought it down. Well, yesterday I had a serious buyer, and he was local, and he knew someone I knew. And he was from, he's from Haiti, nice guy, still a nice guy, even though we had uh, a bit of a disagreement today. Uh, he came by, we took the car out for a ride. He asked me a couple questions. I told him I was completely forthright. And he said, well, what's the absolute you could do? So I came off another 20% off my asking price. And then he goes, well, do you want me to give you some money to hold it? And I go, no, no, just come back tomorrow, right? So... I didn't take it off Facebook. I just stopped saying, I, when people were requesting, I said, I think it's sold. Because that was our agreement. And I, I said, listen, I'm going to come off this price, but you're going to come in and you're going to pay for it. Right. And I had title and everything in hand. And we were supposed to do this around 2, 3 o'clock today. But early in the day, he asked that he can come by between 10 and 11. So... I cut short my workout session in the morning, and uh, he arrives around 10.30. I had made sure I had everything ready, cleaned out the car and ready to go, and it's two people, which I expected because you got to have somebody to drive the car, and the person he comes to come and look at, and he's going to look at it, and he's doing the classic, a guy knows cars, and he starts pointing out things that are wrong with it, and I said, well... You first started with the, in the instrument cluster, and I said, we, I advertised that, and I told you that, and it's not there. Now, he found another thing, and there was an oil leak. Who doesn't have an oil leak in a 140,000-mile car, and it's not a high-end car? So I wasn't selling it as excellent condition. I was selling it in fair condition. So he's pointing out these things, and I said, well, you know, that's it. You know, if everything was good on it, I wouldn't be asking the price, and I did reduce that price. Well, the, the thing, after all this, I, the thing that bothered me was that he asked for a price reduction first. And then he brought someone in to drive down the price a little further. So, and then it became a matter of principle to me. And then I said, the price is going to be the price I gave you yesterday. We're not going to come off that. Because we did that in good faith and we shook on it. And I don't think it has anything to do with, I think he brought a guy in and the guy wanted to deliver value and his value was to point out everything wrong with the car and they wanted to get it for, you know, almost free, right? It was, it was under a grand, let's say. It was under a grand and it ran and it run, it runs. Because yesterday we drove it, drove it 50 miles. They started, did everything, you know, I know, without the instrument cluster, I know, yeah. So that means all the gauges, none of the gauges work, you know, speed, none of this, you know, engine temp, gas gauge, not, none of that's working. So on principle, I'm thinking about it, and I'm, I'm they're looking at me, and they're going to ask me a couple of prices, and I'm looking at them and saying, it's $900. If you wanted a good car, you're going to have to spend $2,500, get that car. That's the reason why this car is this price that I agreed to. And if I knew this was going to happen, I would have went back to my original price and we could have negotiated off that again. Just don't say you're going to bring someone with you. You're going to do another negotiation. 
there's only one negotiation. You don't go and look at the car, negotiate the price down, and then bring someone else in and negotiate down from there because it already was low. And I did factor in everything, almost everything, because he, he pointed out a couple of things, and I said, well, yeah, it's a hundred, you know, it's a 16-year-old car. Somewhere. So I was a little irate, but I didn't let it go through. And they sat in the parking lot for eight minutes waiting for me to come out and tell them. I'm saying, I'm not going to come out and tell them. And I'm going to give something away. I will negotiate with someone to go a little lower than what I offered this guy. But I'm not going to do it with them because of the way the negotiation went. I'd rather do, on principle, I'd rather just do that. And it's, I know. I realize, I realize that. And if you have a problem with what I'm saying, just say, listen, if you're going to do it, say, listen, I'm going to bring someone here and then we'll talk about price. Okay. I said, I will, I will say, I will work with you on price, but let's not get ridiculous on that. So uh, that was, uh, I wouldn't call it an ambush because I knew what, I knew what comes out of stuff like that. I, I've negotiated like that before. When I looked at something, I looked, I mean, I bought a car. I bought a car, a used car. And it had damage on the bumper. But I factored that in. I factored in the, you know, for the way the price is. And I said, listen, I'll buy it if you fix the bumper. And uh, I delivered it yesterday. I mean, I delivered it. I took the car up to the dealership and they took, put it out. And they're going to fix, fix the dent in the bumper. You know, they're going to say the reason the price is that way. Say, hey, listen, if you want to sell the car today, fix the bumper. I didn't go back twice. I did it then. So, I know. And I shouldn't be hurt by that. People, I wasn't hurt. You know, I kind of, I like, I liked the guy. I was honest. I knew, he knew, we had a mutual friend. And they said, you know, if you need, uh, you know, ask any questions, this, do that. So, I, I realized, I said, well, now I'm spending time. I cut my workout short, and you're going to do this to me today. And I realized the guy he brought, he doesn't know the whole thing. He doesn't know that I was sitting there, and I said, okay, you know, I'll do this. I'll come off the price, and then you're going to negotiate on a reduced price. I understand things are done differently in different places, but... I just have my, my standards on that stuff. And I I have to sleep at the end of, of the day when I'm going to give someone a deal and stuff like that. I mean, I had a poor young girl say to me that she was going to give me, she was going to pay partially for me to hold it and then pay me to rest. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm ready to go and say, I'm ready to go say, hey, listen, I'll give it to you for that price. That whole price, if you want, and just let it and just let it go, okay. But you're going to have to get it fixed. I don't want to hear any whining about it because it'd still be like one. It'd be one third of the the blue book price. Factor in with the condition and stuff like that. So and or in the end of the day, if it's too much hassle, I'll just donate it. Right. That's the way it is. Donate, and they can use the car, right? I don't see any any way I have to really do about that. But it's all negotiating in good faith. It's like negotiating when you're on a date. 
right? You don't go and say, hey, listen, you're going to, um, you're, you're a young lady and you're on a date with a guy and you're saying, okay, well, we're going to go on a date and, uh, but you're not, well, I'm not going to sleep with you tonight. I never sleep on a first date. And the guy tries to renegotiate at the end of the night. He said, well, I bought you dinner or stuff like that. And he starts getting, well, I'd have a hard feeling against that too. Now, the girl can renegotiate and saying, I really like this guy. I may have changed my mind. Or it could be vice versa. You know, there's a couple times I went on a date with somebody and the, I think, I, I, I thought in the beginning that maybe I wanted to have the sleepover that night or have her sleep over my place. And then, at the end, I thought, well, no, I, I don't want to do the sleepover, and I'll just use the I got it. I'm not feeling so hot. And go, I have to go. I mean, that's a classic one, right? Who hasn't used that one? Um, so we'll leave it at that. Once again, folks, I'd like to thank you for listening. Uh, if you like the show, please share it with your friends. I'd like to thank all my listeners um, in India, in Pune, India. India. Uh, God, where's the other places? Mumbai, in Helsinki, Finland, in South Carolina, in Ohio, in uh, Florida, Central Florida, Fort Myers area. Appreciate it. All my Key West listeners, I appreciate that. And if you are a sponsor, you like to reach people down here. And, you know, I think a lot of people maybe, you know, I don't see. It could be possible. It could be that the people in India that are listening could dream about Florida Keys. There could be, there could be Jimmy Buffett fans. It's a, big, it's a big population. It's over a billion people. Billion point three people. There's bound to be a couple hundred thousand Jimmy Buffett fans. Not that I'm a Jimmy Buffett station. And I kind of, you know, I'm kind of, you know, his music's all right. I'm not, I'm not a tropical music fan. I am, I do like reggae though. I like Marley and the Whalers and Eddie Grant. That's kind of old school stuff. I like Chardet. But she was, Chardet was from Nigeria, I think. But, she had kind of like the island vibe going. So what was my point? My point was I'm thanking the listeners, stuff like that. If you, uh, if you are a company, we'd like to get reach more uh, people that like the keys. And we do have, you know, most of our listeners in the United States and, and abroad are listening. They pick up the station because they see the keys and they've been to the keys or they've been contacted, you know, they've been in contact with me. Maybe not physical contact, but maybe verbal contact. When we say physical contact, I haven't had a lot of physical contact with uh, anything other than my lady. Oh, and uh, on a side note, it was funny. There was this older couple in the bar, and a flower lady came in. Uh, her name's Maria. And she goes, beautiful flowers, beautiful flowers. And she sells 
roses. And since it's around Valentine's Day, she's selling the little ones with to have the, the little water thing uh, attached to it so they stay um, fresher. And he bought two roses for my for Abby and Skye, my wife and daughter, and I thought that was nice. And he said, oh, okay, I don't mind. You know what? I'll give it to you. And he came in, don't tell him it's for me. And I go, what the hell? What kind of creepy shit? You buy flowers, and I'm supposed to tell you they're for me? And I said, wait a second. I do buy flowers for my wife. She likes lilies. And I get lily lilies like a couple times a month for her. I just haven't had those. I didn't have them in the past week because it wasn't a nice selection of them. And there's only certain types of ones that are, you know, that are fragrant. So uh, I, I do appreciate that he bought them for them. Uh, just my wife thought it was odd. And I said, hey, I think he wanted to be nice to you. That's all. And I'm, trust me, I'm not really jealous type of it, this guy. If someone, someone bought flowers for you, gave them to me to tell them to give them to you, then say they're from me. Because he didn't want me to tell him. <laughs> I know, it sounded confusing. He didn't want to tell him that they bought it. They wanted to say, here's flowers for you. Because then just make the assumption. And there's no need to play those games. Uh, once again, I'd like to thank you for listening. And uh, we'll be back again. If you have any questions, please contact me at jim at keysbartender.com. Thank you very much and have a lovely day, a lovely tropical day. And uh, all I, uh, I sincerely hope that you up north and the rest of the country, except I guess we're, we're part of the ones that aren't freezing and uh, I guess in Southern California. But uh, stay warm. Uh, keep your boots dry.